quick story. Two weeks ago, had a client that made an offer. Their offer wasn't the best offer. It was light by 4000 Okay. But the sellers accepted our offer based on the fact that they were 100% approved, and we were backing it up with a $10,000 guarantee. Gotcha. Yeah. Because so. mm-hmm. there are so many people, I mean, you and Mimi have mentioned this on previous shows here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show, that when you end up in these scenarios now, the market is so tight that there are always multiple offers that are going to be coming in. Like, you might as well just expect it. You can't, I, by any means, go, I'm the only one that's looking at this house. Oh, exactly. And, and in any type of positive thing you can do as a buyer to make yourself or your offer look better, uh, that only positions you to be able to possibly get that house. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I actually do is once I get a purchase agreement or I'm going to be issuing a pre-approval letter to the selling agent, I will actually pick up the phone and call that selling agent and I'll tell that selling agent, hey, this client is 100% approved. They're approved based on credit, income, assets, you name it, they're totally approved, plus we're backing up with a 10000 to guarantee. And guess what? These selling agents are becoming very receptive to that. Wonderful. Okay, I have some more questions for you, Phil. Before you do that, can you give everybody your NMLS number this morning? Absolutely. NMLS 238103, Branch NMLS 379094, Company MLS 150953. And you can always find Phil at callphilolson.com. That's callphilolson.com. And Phil, I just like to remind people what sets you apart from other mortgage professionals that are out there. What's the difference when they work with you that can talk to them through a suite of different products versus getting something on some website somewhere? Sure. Well, first off, I've been in the business 15 years, but she found a house and she, she had found other houses and they never met her standard. Right. And here's what I said. Look at this home as a, and now we upscale into that next property, and there's your big down Devon. Okay, see? You know, Mm -hmm. people move almost every five to seven years due to, it could be a family issue, it could be a job move, it could be, yeah. Right. Correct. And so I think that it's always good. And and now the market, uh, I'll tell you right now, it's the hottest I've ever seen it. Okay. If, If you have to be aggressive, in making that in making that offer because you're more than likely going to be in a multiple offer situation. That is a perfect transition to our first call by just going up in increments of 2000. So okay. make one Oh, absolutely. Okay, then here's another strategy. Instead of offering 1%, offer $10,000 or offer 15,000 purchase contract that you were going to offer, you were going to be putting 20% down. 20% down. Okay. I would increase the earnest money, okay, down payment anyhow. Okay. All right. You're not putting any more money into the transaction. Okay. All right, Nancy. Thank you very well, much. We're going to have to have one Phil- other. I mean, I realize that the real the selling agent isn't doing things on the up and up. Believe and it or not. I have to, I'm sorry. This is my fault. We do have to go to break, Nancy. Can you hold on? And we can 1071 on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. In the morning till 9 o'clock at night, folks. Monday through Sunday. So give me a call at 651-238-6748. And we're going to pick up uh, with our caller on the line right now, Nancy. So Nancy, we were talking about you submitted your offer and you think that potentially the uh, other real estate attorney, the listing, I'm sorry, the real estate agent possibly against the broker or talk with the broker as to exactly what happened on the sell side. And I will tell you, he directly called him and uh, the, the, the selling agent hung up on him. 
Wow. Well, and then later that day, we found a post on his Facebook about him bragging about how he sold a house in uh, three hours last night. Okay. Then I would definitely recommend that your, your agent go to the broker. Okay, be it the manager of that specific real estate company. And more than likely, the real estate agent that was on the sell side was not the broker. It was probably some, it's somebody else. So I would, I would encourage you to do that. You could potentially also contact the Department of Commerce. Right, and we've already filed the complaint. The manager of the office uh, has not at this point, two days later, returned uh, our realtor's phone call. Okay. Well, those would be the recommendations that I give you. I'm not a licensed real estate agent, but I've been dealing in this a long time. Those would be my recommendations. Okay. It's it's unfortunate that something like that is happening in today's market when you've got a great buyer. I would tell you, if you don't have an extremely seasoned buyer's agent with many, many years of experience, uh, you might... Be hurting yourself. And, right. the, and the reason I would tell you that is right now inventories are low, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing more houses being sold. Real estate agents in these bigger firms are saying, hey, I have an upcoming listing here in two weeks. It is a three bedroom, two bath. It's located here. It's beautiful. And guess what? The co-workers within these bigger firms are going, I have a buyer for that. I have a buyer for that. So if you don't have a fabulous real estate agent that's great at negotiating, is on the ball, is ready to go, is ready to take your calls, is ready to show you a house at a moment's notice. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to miss out on properties. You know, and and as this inventory, we we talk about there's not a lot of inventory. The inventory is coming. It's just there's so much pent up demand that houses are selling so fast to look at that. You know, when the real estate agent sends you that listing on the on your computer, you need to look at it immediately. If you be ready to go see it in like an hour. Correct. (laughs) Okay. Correct. And believe it or not, some of these offers are actually being written in the parking lots. Or in the driveways right there on the spot. So you need somebody that's ready, knows how to get those things done quickly and correctly and get your offer in right away. Correct. We have a question from one of the callers that called in. Yeah, Yeah, that's 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 a new one for me. But Mm -hmm. I would probably say yes, because you're still going to have to make draft up a purchase contract. Right. You're, You're going to still have a financed institution more than likely unless you're paying cash. Now, if you're paying cash, then you're just going to write up a purchase agreement and say, I'm, I'm a cash offer, and you're going to have to show some form of financial statement showing that you have the funds available for that for that purchase. Okay. If it has to do with anything related, it's going to ask for a pre-approval letter, and you can't issue a pre-approval letter without looking at the consumer's finances. So one of the only differences might be, since it's a land purchase versus a house, that maybe it may not be moving as quickly, but uh, the 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 process of getting approved and the loan and all of that is still very similar to when you're buying a house? It's still very similar. I mean, I'd like to equate it to, uh, you're going to go to the doctor. Okay. Okay. And the doctor says, uh, says what's wrong. And you go, I don't know. And then the doctor goes, well, I need to do a physical exam in order to determine what's wrong. And you go, well, I don't need that. 
okay, well, hold one here. How am I as the doctor or the mortgage puzzle maker going to diagnose your specific financial situation just based on you telling me something verbal? Right. Okay, that doesn't work in this business. We have to basically look at all the consumer's finances, and we have to make sure that they meet every single specific guideline because the worst thing a mortgage loan officer can tell a consumer a week prior to closing is, well, I'm sorry to say your loan's denied, okay? Well, in my business, I have a zero tolerance for that. Right. My staff has a zero tolerance, and it goes back to making that consumer a raving fan. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I don't issue a pre-approval or an approval letter without looking at everything first and having my staff look at everything. Based upon buying land versus buying a home, is there still the similar uh, appraisal? Pro- it's worth what it's worth. Um, so, yeah, it's basically the same process. But it's a completely different type of, of, of loan, okay? Right. And when uh, we talked about all these differentiating factors in loans. So land, buying loan, that buy, uh, getting a loan to buy land, that's still similar to buying a house. But we talked about a few weeks ago, we talked about mobile homes. That's not the same. That is not the same. Okay. No, no. And so when I'm getting a mobile home, remind me again what the difference is and why it doesn't count as a house. Well, one, I would tell you it's a depreciating asset. It's like a car. It's like a car. Okay. Okay. But a mobile home in a mobile home park Mm -hmm. cannot be financed. Okay. Okay. Now, there might be a credit union that will finance the purchase of that mobile home, but it's not going to be considered a mortgage. It would be considered an installment loan. Okay. All right. And if the mobile home has its wheels on it and it's not fixed to a foundation mm-hmm. or it's not fit cement uh, block that, right. that the unit is put on and physically attached to it, you cannot finance that specific property with a mortgage. And it's also not something that I'm going to be like building equity in. Probably not. Right. Yeah. Lots of things that we need to cover. What are we going to cover when we get back, Phil? We're going to talk about PMI. Okay. I hear the question, what is PMI? Why do I have to have PMI? I hate PMI. Believe it or not, PMI is not that bad. All right. I'm so ex- let me explain it to you. I'm waiting for that, and we're also ready to take your questions as well at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Here we go this morning on the show. I'm Miss Shannon, joined from American Mortgage and Equity. Phil Olson is with us as well. You can always find Phil at callphilolson.com. You can find us at mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. Mimi will be back with us next week. And we were talking about PMI. So, uh, so. Private mortgage insurance. And normally people hear that and they just, their shoulders get up, they get all tense and they get crabby immediately, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, because they go, well, um, I don't want to pay private mortgage insurance. Right. And what is private mortgage insurance? Well, it's insurance that that insures the lender in case of default. Right. And per f- federal government regulations, if you are putting less than 20% down, on the transaction, you are required to have some form of PMI mm-hmm. or you make the PMI go away with, be it a second mortgage. Okay. So say like an 80-10-10, 80% first, 10% second, which might be a home equity line of credit. Okay. All right. 10% down. Now, in that situation, because your first mortgage is at 80%, mm-hmm. you don't have to have private mortgage insurance. Now, the downside to a HELOC, though, is you're susceptible to a higher interest rate every time the Federal Reserve increases rates. On that second loan. On that second mortgage. Secondly, they're interest only, 
And here's thirdly, in my 15 years of doing this business, I cannot tell you the number of times that people do not pay one additional cent on their home equity loan because they're an interest-only loan. Okay. So you take out this $40,000 loan, and 20 years from now, now normally it's interest-only for the first 10 years. After that, it reverts to a 20-year fixed. Okay. So if you don't make any payments in the first 10 years, you've basically rented $40,000. Wow. Okay. And that becomes a really expensive product for a consumer. So PMI... Okay, is is something you have to have. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If if we have a conventional loan product, let's let's just talk about the products that are going to carry PMI. Okay. Your conventional loan products are going to have a form of PMI. Okay. That might be, you know, through Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, which are government entities. Right. FHA. Okay. It has PMI, but it's not called PMI. Okay. It's called MIP. Okay. Okay. Mortgage insurance premium, or it is the the mortgage insurance. Okay, okay. Um, on a USDA loan, you have a form of PMI. All right, VA is the only product out there that if you're putting no money down, that you're not going to have a form of PMI, but you're going to end up paying what's called a VA funding fee. Okay, okay, and a VA funding fee can only be waived if the veteran is a disabled veteran. Now your first time, first time home buyer for VA is going to pay 2.15% to the VA okay. as a premium. So let's say it's 200,000. So they're going to pay $4,300. Okay. All right. So there's all kinds of different types of PMI though. And I mean, I work with six different PMI companies. They all have different programs within them. They all have different rates. So if you're working with a small lending institution and they only have one PMI vendor. Yes. Well, guess what? You could be paying more money for PMI than had you called me. Okay. Because there could be these different tiers. Correct. Because I'm going to shop for that consumer for PMI. I'm going to help you shop for your homeowner's insurance. Okay. So, I mean, like I said, my job is to try to whittle down in every single aspect of the mortgage to get you the cheapest payment. How is uh, the, the, the PMI, how is it determined and how do I know where those tiers, I, what tier I would fall into? Yep. All right. So um, let's just talk about what's called Home Ready and Home Possible. Okay. Okay. Home Ready and Home Possible are first time home buyer programs. Okay. 3% down is required. But with those specific programs, you actually get reduced PMI. Okay. All right. Now, that's as long as you have good credit scores. Okay. Now, it is home ready and can home I ask po- you what counts as good in that product? Well, about it, you can it. you can go all the way down to a six twenty with okay. those two products, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't call that good. Okay, I would call that kind of bumpy. All okay? right, uh, good would be seven hundred plus. Right. Okay? okay. So I mean, at it is ninety seven percent PMI is at calculated normally at about a point seven zero, whereas ninety five percent, which is five percent down is calculated at 0.41. Okay. Whereas at 90%, 10% down, it's at 0.33. So guess what? You can see as you put more money down, your PMI goes lower. Okay. Now, with a conventional loan product, PMI does go away though. And a lot of people think this is something they're going to have to pay for 
for the life of the loan. That's not correct. Once you have a 20% equity, it's actually really 22% equity position, or you've paid down your mortgage by 20% on the principal, that mortgage insurance will automatically drop off. So doing this, just going ahead and biting the bullet and taking the, the PMI may save you money in the long run versus doing that home equity line of credit that you talked about. Exactly. Okay. But it can also save you money. Let's say you're thinking about buying a home next year or two years from now because you're saying, I want to save up for that 20% right? or I want to save for 15%. I've mentioned in other shows right now, based on the way this economy is firing right now, I would tell you you're going to be chasing your money. Okay. And what I mean by that is let's suppose housing prices increase 7% next year and they increase another 7%. Well, take that $200,000 home. Right. It's gone up 14,000. Now it's going to go up another 40,000, 14,000. Now you're at 28,000 and oh, by the way, if people think interest rates are going to drop in the near term, I'm sorry to say based on all the economic data that's coming out, 90% of it's exceeding expectations. Right. Matter of fact, unemployment just hit 3.9%, an all-time record low. All right. So you've got all these positive economic drivers out there firing the economy, making it hot. Rates are going to rise with that. Housing prices are going to rise with that. So for those that are trying to save that 5000 or that 10000 I'd say get into the market now, take the PMI, and oh, by the way, you can make PMI go away by refinancing two or three years from now. Okay. If your house value increases by 20%. Which we're then, hoping it does because of the market. Correct. Okay. Then guess what? Instead of paying it for the standard five to seven year time frame, you can actually make it go away. So that's really not a bad thing. And when you're working with me, I'm going to look at every possible angle to help you get the best program at the lowest cost through multiple different lenders. And that's what my job is, is to basically take your puzzle. You're going to provide me all the pieces. Right. And then I'm going to sit down and I'm going to put it together. And then I'm going to come back to you and have a, a really good conversation with here are our options. And oh, by the way, for every product, there's a positive. For every pot product, there's a negative. And guess what? I'm not going to hold anything back because that's not the way I am. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you all the good and the bad. And sorry to say, sometimes the <laughs> ugly. Right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So that's what I do. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, now with FHA, you have you have a form of PMI. Okay. And that's calculated at 0.85 percent. And when I say 0.58 percent, what does that mean? You take your loan amount times the 0.85. You divide it by 12. Okay. That would then tell you what your mortgage insurance would be. Okay. Now, a lot of people don't know, though, if you put, instead of 3.5% down, which is the minimum required for an FHA loan, if you put 5% down, that mortgage insurance drops from 0.85 to 0 0.80. Okay. So th there's a, a little a bit of a way, a little like ways to reduce that, that specific money. Okay. Now. We haven't even talked about the other types of mortgage insurance, though. You have what's okay. called lender-paid mortgage insurance. Okay. Now, lender-paid mortgage insurance, I hear people go, well, I, I bought a house at 95% or 90% and I didn't have to pay PMI. And I go, okay. guess what? You did pay PMI. <laughs> and they go, what do you mean? I go, they built it into the rate. 
Okay. Which means now you're going to pay that higher rate over how many years you live in this home. And if a loan officer tells a consumer today, I will just refinance you down the road, I would tell you, I think that 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 loan officer is overstepping their bounds. Okay. Now I'll tell you why. Right now, rates are going up. So if you're at 4.75% with lender paid PMI or you're at 5% with lender paid PMI, I don't foresee rates dropping to 4% because you don't want to ever refinance. At a higher rate? Yes. I don't see rates dropping down to 4% here in the near term. So guess what? The standard rule of thumb is you should never refinance on a rate and term refinance unless you're going to save at least one percentage point. Okay. So what I'm saying is, do I think rates will drop in the next three years back down to 4%? No. So when you have lender paid, you could literally be paying mortgage insurance for the next 30 years. But guess what? There's a better program out there. It's called the one-time PMI payment. Okay. All right. You can actually buy out your, your mortgage insurance right up front at closing. It saves saves the standard consumer about 50%. So if I were to take your PMI payment, let's say, Shannon, and it's 150 and we multiply that times, say, seven years. Yes. Let's just say that's 10 grand. Well, you could do the one-time PMI and pay $4,000 up front. Now, guess what? Now you don't have any PMI. Does that get included in my closing costs, or how would, where do they in, put that? That gets included in your closing costs. So, yes... For those that have, uh, you know, additional funds, I would tell you to look at the one-time mortgage insurance option versus the monthly mortgage insurance option with the caveat, how long are you going to be in the home? Okay. Because if you tell me I'm only going to be in the home for three years, guess what? It might be cheaper to go with just the monthly mortgage insurance. Okay. Okay. So how do I make the decision if it's better for me to go with that type of payment versus just put it into my down payment in the first place? Okay. So what are you saying? Are you saying you're going to put 20% down? Correct. Okay. Well, if you're But then put, I wouldn't have to do it. So let's say I was going to put 15% down. If you're going to put 15% down, I would tell you I would run the numbers both ways on a monthly mortgage insurance option and I would run it on the one-time mortgage insurance option. And then I would do some analysis and math, mathematical calculations to determine where is the break-even point on that. All right, okay? gotcha. Cost-benefit mm-hmm. analysis, yes. basically, I mm-hmm. would do. And maybe it turns out that you going with the one-time MI really only saves you 300 bucks. Guess what? Keep your three grand in your bank account. Then in case as, I need as, to as, as get a, a water heater. There you go. As, <laughs> okay. as, as a reserve. And I have questions about PMI, so I'm not surprised that our my talkers do as well. So, Jane, you have a question about PMI as well? Yes. Hi, Jane. Hi. Um, I am calling um, just with the interest you talk about or interested in what you talked about of getting rid of the PMI after a couple of years with refinancing. Yep. When doing that, um, my husband and I did a new build, um, and we're coming up on two years in October. Mm-hmm. Um, we were one of the first homes into the neighborhood, and so home prices have skyrocketed yep. since. So our home value, luckily, has increased significantly. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the refinancing to potentially get rid of the PMI, do you run the risk of having to do a new insurance rate? Because we got a pretty low rate when we came in. 
Okay, like I'm not so sure if we'll we ever be able to refinance throughout our Well, term. that's 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 the question. What is your current interest rate on your mortgage right now? I want to say it's like 3.7 something. Okay. Well, what I would look at if you were to call me, yeah. I, I would look at not doing a 30-year fixed. Okay. I would not look at a 25. I would not look at a, maybe I'd look at a 20 or a 15. Okay. And, and the reason being is, yes, maybe the rate is going to be slightly higher than what you're currently having right now, yeah. but you're going to get rid of the PMI, and then by escalating the mortgage, in other words, you're you're basically going to pay off the mortgage eight years sooner. So in other words, if you're in a 20, put you into a 20-year fixed, you've yeah. been in the home for two years, we're going to whack out eight years worth of interest, which would save you thousands of dollars. Matter of fact, it could be over well over a hundred thousand dollars sure okay that so that would sense. be something i would look at for you if you were working with me to see what really makes sense i'm not a believer in people having a 30-year fixed and then going to another 30-year fixed because sure. then what you're really turning your loan in into is a 32-year fixed rate mortgage because you've been on sure. the property yeah. for two years okay, okay. does that make that sense? sense no that's helpful i appreciate it well jane why don't you give your information to producer sonny and then phil can follow up with you with some more information as well Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your question. And, and Phil, you can see there's so uh, we're glad there's people out like you out there that want to do all this math for us. That's yeah. what we got to think. So we do have another segment. What do you want to cover when we get back, Phil? I think uh, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, Amic Home Loans. OK. OK. Our company and why we're so good. We'll do that when we get back here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071. You're joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Mimi Shoneman, your host from the Red Hot Real Estate and Remax Results team, is uh, going to be with us again next week. We are joined by our good friend Phil Olson from American Mortgage and Equity. And, you know, you talk about, you know, American Mortgage and Equity and, and all these. We hear about, well, is everything all the same? I can do this online or I could do it myself. And that definitely is not the case. You know, picking the right company and the right mortgage professional to work with will make a difference on uh, the whole process. And so how do things work over at American Mortgage and Equity when people are working with you there? Well, uh, Amic Home Loans, okay, and I, I'll be honest with you, mm -hmm. I love my company. Yes. I bleed, I bleed our colors <laughs> uh, because uh, I love my owner. Mm -hmm. Our owner is very uh, mortgage originator driven. Yes. What, what kind of resources can they provide to help us make our jobs easier, make it better for our consumer. So it's, it's always about the consumer and it's always about the mortgage originators because we're the ones that, we're, we're the ones that are in the ditches, so to speak. Yes. You know, doing the work. And, uh, I love my company because we have a great back end operation. And when people think of a mortgage, they don't think about the back end operation. Well, what's the back end operation? Well, right. that has to do with processing. All right. These are the people that are making sure that all the paperwork is 100% correct. Then you have our pricing on our lock desk to ensure that we've got all these specific lenders. When I talk about 60 different types of lenders, well, we, we get our rates on a daily basis and they're in real time. Okay. I can log right into a system. I can have a consumer sitting right next to me and go what lender do you want me to pick here All okay right. i'm very very open i'll show them everything uh then it comes down to it is the the closing department, getting all the paperwork, getting it to the title company, making sure the wires get out on time. Guess what? I have a uh, my range for an excuse is zero. Okay. okay? Just so you understand. Um 
and I hold our our back end operation to a, a very high standard because if they don't do their job, I can do my job a hundred and fifty percent right. Mm-hmm. But if they don't do it, then guess what? The consumer's not going to be happy, or they go, "Why are we dealing with this at this late time in right. the process?" So ultimately, our job is to take a client from the very beginning and take them to the very, very end. And I want to see a smile on their face the whole way through. Because that's a lot. I remember when I had my last mortgage years ago. It's like when you see that paperwork come and you see that giant number, Mm -hmm. your heart starts beating really fast. Like, am I doing the right thing? Is Mm -hmm. this really what I should have done? I'm signing. You you have to make like 150 signatures and that kind of thing. So it's very, it's a very daunting thing and mm-hmm. you just want to go no I am doing the right thing this is well, a good choice it's it's a stressful process but what I tell my clients is I don't want you to stress okay put the stress on my shoulders okay I've, I've only been around the block a few times I've only done this <laughs> a few times so uh you know the, the thing is is when I sit down with a client I set the expectations of what they're going to experience from the very beginning to the very, very end, and that there's no surprises. Okay. All right. And when a consumer sits down with me and they go, so tell me what's affordable or what's my max. All right. Now I'm going to start talking about budget. Okay. You know, what, what kind of lifestyle do you live? Do you like taking multiple vacations? Are you, are you a homebody? Yes. You know, it, it really comes down for me sitting down with a client. Normally when I sit down with my clients for their first meeting, especially if it's a first-time home buyer, I'm going to meet with them for an hour and a half to two hours because right. I want them to understand everything. And if I have to, if I have to dummy things down because I'm maybe talking over their head, mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad to do that. But when people leave my office, they go, Phil, you've given me far more information than any other mortgage lender out there. And I go, well, that's because I My job is to educate you and show you all the possibilities. And I I take my job so serious that my clients are my friends. Right. And I want to take care of my friends. And, you know, there's so many moving parts. There's a lot of things that even if you've gone through the process, things and information kind of get lumped together. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that there's, you know, you call it dumbing it down. I call it, well, just explaining what these words to me. There's things that I'm signing for. I'm doing this. And I know that it's just something that I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But I really don't know what it's like. We still talk about closing costs all the time. But knowing what's actually included in that, I don't think right. a lot of that really is said. So if you're getting information from your auntie or your cousin mm-hmm. or, your, or your uncle or somebody, it sounds right. But they don't really know either. So it's right. nice to have somebody break it all down and explain it to you and go, what's a realistic expectation for me? Right. You know, what can I really say? You know, like the same thing as when we're talking to Mimi, it's like being able to ask your realtor and go, can I, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you need to tell the seller to do this. Is that real? Can I really tell them to do that? Or am I just, you know, hurting myself and making it so that I'm probably not going to get the house and not what's in the, what's really the process. I would tell you, it really depends on the situation, what you're going to ask a seller to do mm-hmm. in this market. Um, you know, uh, talking about closing costs, you mm-hmm. know, Amex, Amex Home Loans closing costs is a fixed flat fee. Okay. It's thirteen ninety five. Okay. I don't I don't care if I'm doing a fifty thousand dollar loan or I'm doing a million dollar home. It's thirteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. And wh- I, I've run the numbers multiple, multiple times for clients based on their their purchase price. I'll go Amex Home Loans ch- is charging you fourteen percent of the overall closing costs okay. or they're, they're charging you 20% of the overall closing costs. Now, 
What are all closing costs? Well, you've got your appraisal, right. flood certificate, credit report. Then you've got mortgage registration tax to the state of Minnesota. Then you have your recording fee. Mm-hmm. Then you have, it is your county stamps okay. for the fish. Okay. Yes. Fish and the ducks. <laughs> the fish and the loons. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's $5. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then you have your title costs. All right. You got your closing fee. You've got your your processing. You've got, it is... Um, mortgage red, not mortgage registration tax, but you have lenders policy, okay. owners policy. You know when you when you add all these things up, okay, you you're really paying multiple different people, right, to get this transaction done. Okay, okay, and my job is to work with very competitive title companies that are competitive price wise, right. And guess what? If I know this title company is expensive, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell my client. Hey, I'm letting you know that if you go to a different title company, we can probably shave off three, four, five hundred dollars. Right. Okay. My, like I said, Which my sometimes ju- that means a, I mean, that could I'm, be the difference. Right. Mm-hmm. It could be the difference for for those families that have have limited resources. Saving five hundred dollars here, me part having them partner with a great broker insurance company, and guess what. I, I just saved a client like seven hundred and sixty dollars a year right. on their homeowners insurance, which is the the difference between me getting new carpet or not getting new carpet, well, guess what? right? Or buying a kitchen table. When you when you go to the closing table, you have to pay one year for homeowners insurance, right? Up front, okay. So guess what? If their closing costs were twenty two hundred dollars just for insurance, and I was able to get them homeowners insurance for fifteen hundred. Well, I just saved you $700, plus I reduced your mortgage payment by another $60 a month. All, All right? that matters, you're right. And so it just really comes down to if you're going to work with a mortgage person, make sure they're a professional, they're well, they have lots of resources, they're well-networked, and ultimately ask yourself the question, are they looking out for my best interest. Well, if they want to get a hold of you again, what's your website and your phone number, Phil? Phone number is 651-238-6748. I can also be reached via email at phil at callphilolson.com or go to my website at www.callphilolson.com. Phil, we appreciate you joining us. I'm sure we'll have more information for you uh, from you very soon because things aren't slowing down, are they? They're not slowing down, and they're not going to slow down for quite some time. All right, and we encourage you to look us up as well. It's mytalk1071.com, a keyword red hot. See you next time. Happy Sunday, folks. bills on time? Not maxing out credit cards? Yes, give yourself credit. You can get closer to big goals like home ownership by taking small steps to build up your credit. Level up your credit knowledge at Fannie Mae.com slash credit education. Hey.